What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Grant Perez over Zoom video. Grant, aka Grant Perez, was born and raised in Australia, in Sydney, and talks about how he got into music. He started singing at a very early age, actually. There's some YouTube videos of his family and him singing when he was like five years old. Uh, But he started playing guitar around 12 because his older siblings played guitar, so he wanted to play guitar. Didn't really take to it, started playing ukulele, and then eventually went back to guitar. He started throwing up songs on YouTube at a very early age. He told us about the major success of his song Cherry Wine and all about the brand new EP, which is called When We Were Younger, and these really rad visuals he's put together for every single song on the EP. You can watch our interview with Grant Perez on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Grant Perez. Hey, Grant, what's up, man? I'm Adam. What's up? Nice to meet you, Grant. Nice to- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is a podcast about you and uh, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new songs you have out and what you have coming up. Hell yeah. Cool, dude. Uh, so first off, I always ask, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in uh, Australia, so Sydney, Australia, Western Sydney, um, and pretty much been there my whole life up till the last few days. <laughs> now I'm here in America. <laughs> oh, really? You just moved here? No, I haven't moved here, but I am just here for quite a bit this year. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. <yeah. laughs> That's awesome. Where, whereabouts in uh, the US are you right now? Uh, I'm in LA. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep. Very, very cool. And you're, you're Filipino, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. My wife, uh, her mom is from Manila. Moved here when she was 12. Oh, true. Is she, um, she like half? My wife is half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, wife that's is awesome. half. Um, but we, you know, we get all the good eats and uh, the culture, which is great. And have her, you been down? Uh, no, I have not. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, she has yeah. an older brother that has, but uh, she, even she hasn't gone. But her mom always says, "Well, we're all, you know, we're gonna all go. We're all gonna go." So oh, I'm excited. Me but too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, we get the beef steak and the, you know, we get the whole all the all the great eating. And her mom, just, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was pretty rad. So have you? No. But you were born and raised in Australia. Did you ever go back to to the Philippines? Um, I went back a few times, but I think I'm well overdue my next visit. Uh, last time I went was 2014, I think. Oh, okay. So were uh, your, both your parents from there and they moved to Australia or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, what, so you were born there. Do you have any siblings? Like how, when, when did they move to Australia? Yeah. My siblings were both born in philippines as well okay. um the age gap between us two is pretty gnarly like um it's from me to my eldest uh brother it's like 12 years of a gap oh wow okay yeah 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 so it's it's quite big in a way sure okay so then uh they moved to australia and you're born there and what about a musical household do you come from a musical household at all um i'd say we definitely do appreciate music like um my brother 
I think my brother was the first one to play guitar and like sing covers and stuff. Um, and we all used to listen to like Usher and like Frank Ocean, Music Soul Child and stuff. And my dad used to listen to Bread and the Eagles and whatnot. Um, so I, I, I do, I would say that music was definitely a part of our household, but we weren't like classically trained or anything. Yeah. Okay. And when did you start? Did you pick up guitar first? Was that your first instrument? Um, I tried to, but then I couldn't pick it up first try. So then I did ukulele for quite a bit when I was like 12. Yeah. 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 Uh When I was like 12 to 14. And then I picked up the guitar and learned my first song at 14. Um, with help from my siblings and stuff, but yeah. Okay, Did, was that what kind of drew you to it? Is your older brother playing or no? Um, oh, it was definitely my choice because I knew that I played guitar, ah, ukulele, but I was like, I want to do what they're doing. I want to do what my siblings are doing. I want to play guitar. So I was like, I have to focus. Okay. What, um, like early on, like going to ukulele, were you just like, what drew you to wanting to play? Was it from them? Or was yeah. there like a musician or artist or anything you were into? You're like, oh wow, it'd be cool to. to no, do it was definitely it was definitely from them. Um, there's there's a bunch of covers of all of us like uh, on on YouTube. Probably when I was like five years old, or even some some even younger. Yeah, oh, so it's wow. like so it's for you guys to dig and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was definitely inspired by them to want like to have the want to to play. Sure. And you started on YouTube really young too, right? Like that was kind of yeah. the first. And were you doing music covers? Is that where you started? Yeah. So I did do covers like pretty much my whole, uh, for the whole first two years of me, like, you know, uh, rising in my career type of thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, 2019 is when I started taking it seriously, I'd say. Okay. And before that you were just doing, but did you build like a pretty solid following on YouTube or yeah, I'd say or no, or that come later. Yeah, I'd say it was very um, substantial the the following, um, but yeah, it was mainly built up through the covers and stuff, and then the songwriting came afterwards. Okay, so you went from covers. When did you start writing your own songs? Um, there was actually a song that I wrote when I was like six years old, somewhere there, um, and then I'd say that. I was in this youth group, basically part of this youth group, and they had like a songwriting competition thing, and mm-hmm. I went to enter it, and I thought my song was actually really pretty damn good, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought it was all right, but then I didn't win because they said that I was doing like runs and stuff, but I'm like, hey man, the runs were only like little feelings. They're not part of the song. Like, that's mm-hmm. not part of the song. So I ended up winning. Um and anyways, I, was, I thought it was a pretty decent song. So I was like, I reckon I could do this. So I just kept experimenting, kept like pushing myself to write more music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like 2018, 2019. So not too long ago. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, not a whole, whole lot of uh, time. But I mean, the, the following you've built and the, the, the plays that you have, and it's really, really, you know, impressive. When it comes to that, what was like the first, I mean, when you start writing songs, you're like, okay, I like this, so I'm going to keep doing it. Was there another, like, what was the next kind of validation that you received? Like, was one of your songs, like, viral or, like, like what kind of kicked off your career? Um, I'd say following that, I started writing more music and just showing it to my mates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at parties and whatnot, I'd bring it out and it'd be like, oh, shit, these are actually really good. And I was like, really? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I started uploading that to Spotify and stuff. And even my YouTube following, you know, 
the the tight community that it was, they really agreed as well. Um, I don't think it wasn't up until Cherry Wine when mm. it started to actually go viral, per se. Right, blew up at that um, point. Yeah, because Cherry Wine at this point, you know, is on its way to 100 mil. I'm not sure if it'll actually hit it. Um, and it's also, you know, leaked out into my other music as well. So it's, it's good. It means that, you know, my other music kind of follows, you know, the whole viral uh, thing. Yeah, but I mean, even before that, right? You had uh, some songs that had m multiple millions of plays. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that one is close to 100 million, which is like mind-blowing. But even like before that, to put up a song and get, I'm just looking at like even you know the early like demos, the demos about love EP that you put out, right? I mean, there's songs on there that have 27 million, six million. Like, were these yeah. like like pretty early? Were the songs hitting for people? Um, I'd say that uh, during the time like prior to Cherry Wine getting viral, I think I had like two songs hit a million, or maybe mm -hmm. just one song hit a million. Um, and then Cherry Wine kind of brought the audience towards all the older else. songs. Yeah. Okay. What was it like having like that? Those early songs hit a million plays. That much, it's like whoa. Like, yeah, it was really really cool. Uh, a lot of those songs definitely sit in a very very special place in my heart. Especially uh, a lot. A lot of those earlier ones were just written on um, like GarageBand and stuff. Um, and like not even mastered or mixed. And I was just like, "Yep, DistroKid, thank you." <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? So you just made yeah. them yourself, threw them up on DistroKid, and then they went up on whatever Spotify or, or the other yeah. uh, platforms, and it just went, mm. went wild for people? Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of, a few of them, actually, since I didn't know how to mix and master and stuff, I didn't, I didn't like what it sounded like when it went up onto Spotify or something, because, you know, the compression and stuff. So right. I had to take it down a few times and re-upload, listen, and then take it down and re-upload. It was just funny. <laughs> You're yeah. using it as like a test. Okay, let's yeah, see if the compression's I, good. I, I okay, had no idea. <laughs> I, I've searched it up so many times, like how does the something work on Spotify? And I, I couldn't figure it out, so I just winged it. But now, you know, we have um, people helping me out, which is very lovely. Oh, yeah. sure. That's funny, man. That's funny. And in, in the guitar that you have, or... I was reading something about you have this this guitar case, correct? That you, um, it's kind of a big deal to you. The guitar case, like the ones yeah. with the drawings on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. I because I, I got gifted like a, a like a Fender guitar case that was like all black, and um, <laughs> it was actually funny. Um, my first ever festival, I we were packing all the guitars away. And I think the packer packed it into the wrong van. And when we were doing a recount of all the uh, like our stuff, I saw a black case that was like the same material and stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, my guitar is in here. So we drove down like another three hours to the next venue. And I was like, fuck, like where's my guitar? Sorry, I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> okay, cool. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck, where's my guitar? So we called the venue and stuff and they're like, dude, I, we have no idea where it is. So it turns out when it got packed into another van, that band brought out the guitar and they noticed it wasn't there. So they left it backstage on another like stage. Huh. Luckily they're coming to the next um, venue as well. So they brought it out with them. To, to, oh, to that was we nice were. of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very, very lucky. Like the, the, back, the backstage people helped the stagehands. Um, 
So then after that, I was like, I'm going to make it my mission to make my case distinct. So I painted it and then drew and shit in it. Yeah. Mainly. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you're a great artist, too. I mean, you, not only with your music, but you could draw really well. And you would what? Like, hide. I saw something about like you would hide sketches for make fans try to go find them. Yeah, yeah. I did that while I was in the UK. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, what was Thank that? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. What was the idea behind that? You're just like, oh, it'd be cool. To, like, do, were fans like, hey, like, can you draw me something? Or was that kind of where it started? No, yeah, I guess it kind of started with um, with the idea of just like, it'd be cool to make my, you know, the people that like my community and stuff go out and find shit, you know, just like, yeah, oh, yeah. I want to I wanna go to like an Easter uh, uh, wild goose chase type thing. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's a great idea, though. And like, yeah. uh, how did you do it through social media? Or is it like, like, how are you cluing people to where these pictures were? Yeah, it was it was through. um I did like a short and like a TikTok video and stuff, just like going through the different locations and whatnot, videos of me putting it and hiding it where I am. And mm -hmm. then at that time as well, I'd post in random order uh, on my stories of where these are. Oh, so kind of okay. In hand, yeah. 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 And when people would find them, when they post it to you and you would share it like, oh, so-and-so found the, the, this, this piece or this picture. Yeah. I have a very, very big gut feeling that, there was potentially one person that went around all of them in one day, but oh, I, I, really? I, I did receive a few, I did receive a few different photos, but in my head, I'm just like, I really hope that didn't happen. Like, <laughs> <I really hope laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. And then he's got them up on eBay. He's like, here's all the, the, the all the artwork. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Grant. I'd be like, in oh. one book. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, tell me about the, you know, you, you released cherry wine and, it goes viral on online. And what was that like? Like, tell me the, you know, kind of the idea behind the song. Cause there's some cool stuff that you are even integrated in the song with your, you know, the way you do uh, the like trumpet sounds and all these things. And then it, and then it becomes this big song. Like uh, what was kind of the idea behind it originally? And then what was it like when it hit? Um, so the song was uh, written with uh, this, my, one of my mates named like Dan Hennig. Um, so we're writing the song, we're writing a different song at the time over, over zoom. And then I don't know, it was like an hour in and I was like, Hey man, gotta be honest with you. This song sucks. <laughs> I was like, Can <laughs> we, let's, let's try it. Let's try something else. So I just played like a chord progression that I was familiar with. And I was like, why are you standing all by yourself? Those shoes are made for dancing with someone else. Um, and I was like, whoa. That sounds cool. And I was like, what do you think? Do you think that sounds cool? And he was like, yeah, that sounds freaking hectic. Um, and then, so this, the song was kind of birthed from there. It was like a miracle child type of thing. It was a prophecy from the, from the skies. Um, yeah. And from then on, I kind of just thought about, you know, like movies from the 2000s, like, um, or even shows like How I Met Your Mother and stuff. And I just wanted to hone in on that feeling. Um, I just wanted to. I just wanted it to be fun. Uh, I, I I think during that time, I hadn't used that trumpet sound. Like I haven't done that trumpet sound that I can do with my voice since I was maybe like twelve years old. So I was like, oh, I have this. I have this thing I can do. We can maybe like write a trumpet line for an actual trumpet to do. Um, and I recorded it in 
and people agreed that was like uh it was like oh this sounds sick as it is maybe you can keep it as you know as your voice and that can be a whole thing um so we stuck to it and now i guess it is kind of like a thing so it's a, it's a good thing i learned that when i was 12. so now <laughs> right yeah was it just yeah. something you would do and like to like what mimic other songs and then it became like oh wow you know he could actually do this pretty well yeah um yeah when i because when i was a kid i used to watch a bunch of like uh beatbox tutorial videos and it was oh. a bunch of them and the trumpet was the only one i could actually like nail <laughs> okay. um, yeah, and I used to do the. Yeah, I used to try and emulate that, and yeah, my siblings were like, "Oh, that's that's pretty decent." <laughs> so I stuck to it. <laughs> that's why I forget. Yeah, beatboxing was a big deal, you know, a handful of years ago. Huge. Uh, yeah, my my brother is still kind of like in love with that whole era of beatboxing as well. Yeah, the big one was like with the guy from the Roots was a huge beatbox. He was really? the first one I remember that was like, "Oh, damn." Was it Rozelle? Uh, one of the guys was like a great beatboxer. Like, so if you hear like uh, things fall apart and like some of those early records, like I think yeah, all of yeah. that was done just on his, his with his voice. <laughs> I might have to reinspect. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. really crazy. Like, I think the song 100% Dundee, it's on that album. And he's like, yeah, he, he does it all with his voice. It's crazy. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to properly have a look at that. <laughs> um yeah man so like okay so that song goes where does it start going viral is it on tiktok um i'd or say it was YouTube? a mix of places because i'd say that um the people that found it on spotify started sharing it uh the people that found it through the music videos started sharing it as well it, it, it all happened in one go but there was a few uh viral tiktoks that that got me up there there's this dude named keanu on um on tiktok not keanu reeves i wish imagine oh, that'd be killer um, <laughs> yeah there's this dude there's this content creator that reshares like music that he thinks should have more listens and uh -huh. he reshared mine and it became one of his bigger videos um and then from then on i made a video that made it go like semi big as well and some other people did so it was a very collective effort so I, uh, for my next big song, I'm going to ask all these people. No, I, I, I like when it happens <laughs> organically. Yeah, it was very, very lovely to, to see that happen. Yeah, I, I've talked to other artists who've had those big viral moments. And like I could, I always like uh, compare it to maybe like a slot machine where you're like, I would just be, you know, refreshed. Like, mm. oh my God, it's at, at this many million. Oh my gosh, it's at this. It just gained another yeah. 20,000. Like, was that something that you kind of got drawn to when it was happening? Or was it more like an um, organic build? Yeah, it was very much an organic build. Um, my, my, my feelings with TikTok and viral music kind of shifts every now and then because TikTok, I feel it's, it's awesome in like getting you viral and stuff. Yeah. But then how you choose to work with that viral, you know, that viral little moment um, is very, very crucial at that time because it's so sporadic and it's so like, you know, you could be high in an immediate low on TikTok and stuff. So it's it's very nerve-wracking at times to get viral. Yeah, so like a song like that, when it starts doing well, are you like, uh-oh, like I have to put another song out now? Like how did you, or I should do something similar to to Cherry Wine to keep the momentum? Like what? where's your mindset? Um, it's, it's a very mixed all the time. I, I, from Even from the music that I've released right now, 
Uh, I probably only have like three full favorites that I personally like love myself. So I know that um, there's music in there that I don't personally like favor and stuff. So I'm I'm really just all I'm I'm really for making music. Like I don't I don't I'm I'm not too bothered if it goes you know if it doesn't go viral or not. Right. Um, I'm just hoping that I enjoy it and that other people will enjoy it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really for just the the creation process. Like, if, so I, if you, I really enjoy it, then it's good. Oh, okay. Because you said that, what? There's only three or four that you really, really liked of your own songs. Yeah, or? of my own songs. Yeah, I'd say that there's three or four huge favorites. Ah, uh, okay. And then the rest of them, I guess, it was just moments of like, yeah, I think this is cool and whatnot. And then you know, in my eyes, looking back into the the stem of things, that's just like a stepping stone into developing my sound or my sure. sounds yeah 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 so once you put it out it's almost like you're giving are you giving it away to 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 the fan base or to the to the world yeah. at that point and you're kind of like unattached from it at that that moment yeah I, i'd say that um i've treated it almost like uh, a process diary kind mm. of showing showing my um ups and downs through music i'd say like my little ebbs and flows and whatnot um because you've probably seen uh if if you ever search through my discography a lot of the the music kind of falls in different genres in a way yeah yeah no uh, exactly that you're not like you couldn't look at your songs and be like oh he's this artist like this sound or the it, yeah there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. too there's yeah exactly so in in a way I guess that's come from like me and the music that I listened to growing up. But in a way, it kind of screws me up because I don't know what to make sometimes. Um, so currently in, in my uh, array of, of archived music, it, it has like one end in soul and the other end in like folk music or, you know, mm-hmm. it's weird to kind of uh, dangle that around. But hopefully when I do... Um, you know, music in the future, it'll, you know, be more coherent and whatnot, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's cool that you have, you have that range that you can do yeah. this, you know, folky style verse, and then also more of a soul song. And it, you, and you also do like the, you have that series on YouTube with, um, you play those really mellow, like sleep mm. inner, you know, you kind of have those songs, but you sleep. Yeah. Um, I think I would say that is actually one of the uh, key elements to me going bigger on YouTube as well. Um, the singing okay. to sleep stuff, yeah. Very, I'm overdue that as well. I need to make a video on that soon. And was that like what? Where did uh, that idea and that concept come from? Um, I actually borrowed it from another YouTube uh, creator named uh, Elena Castillo. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to do it as well, uh, but her ones were purely uh, acapella so it's just her and her voice and i was like oh i feel like i want to try this but with a guitar to add like my element to it mm-hmm. and i did it and then um it went uh pretty well so thank you <laughs> thank, pretty you. thank you elena thank you elena <laughs> so you just can yeah you just carried on with it you said you want to do it again you haven't done it in a while yeah i, I i'd say it probably has been over a year since my last thing to sleep Mm-hmm. Um, I should do it. I feel like I should do it, and it would be okay even with a more janky setup. Let's say if I were to just do it purely from 
uh, laptop audio. It could be like falling asleep on a call type of thing. Oh yeah. You know? You know? And where, yeah. how do you choose the songs? Yeah, I think that's where I, that's where I, I have it difficult now. Cause before there used to be so many songs that I was into um, and that I would enjoy like making covers for. I think uh -huh. like nowadays I've just enjoyed listening rather than trying to sing it as well. I've just been focusing on singing my music. So I need to get out of the break out of the habit of listening and start playing as well. Sure. I mean, it sounds like you have, I mean, you started doing this, not, I mean, not a whole lot of time ago, right? I mean, a few years at this point and you've got like a sold, you have a sold out tour. You've got, you've, you know, millions of listeners on Spotify, like, to have this kind of happen the way it has and, 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 not, and, and fairly quickly, right? I mean, in a certain mm -hmm. sense, was that something that was hard to kind of grasp? Like it went from, okay, I was doing YouTube covers, started putting on my own music, and then it just really kind of skyrocketed. And, and if you look at like the longevity of it, right? Like from 21 or from when you did it to now, like, um, I like what, having to adapt and like tour and like have all these sold out shows. Was that something that was hard? Um, I'd say the hardest thing about that uh, and the hardest thing to learn from that was just to leave home. Cause I still live, uh, I still live with, you know, with mom and dad and stuff. I'm still the baby. Um, uh, okay. So having to be out of the house was kind of the hardest bit and like leaving my girlfriend and stuff. I, I do want to bring them and her like eventually and my mates and stuff when, you know, when money is like, booming um <laughs> but uh, i'd say that the performing aspect was just fun to me like okay i think what i did on youtube was very very much similar to how i am on stage like i used to twitch stream and stuff and whatnot and i think my my awkward performance nature kind of translated well onto stage as well because it's kind of like awkward comedy type in a way mm -hmm. like i'm aware of my awkwardness and i know how to use it um to like speak to the audience and yeah honestly performing live was really really fun i think that's like you can't you can't top that and it's exactly the same as performing on internet except the comments are real reactions um, okay so it wasn't as big of a deal to go because some people would either say like oh they don't especially when covid right like it was people that were so used to performing <laughs> to at venues to people in in person then having to go okay this is crazy like getting on this phone and trying to play to the phone or the computer um but you kind of started there and then translated that into more of a live thing yeah um yeah you, you feel it was pretty easy to 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 switch instead of being more in your own element to now you're on a stage in front of people yeah i'd say i'd say so i'd say that was yeah fairly um Fairly second nature for me to, to for me to do that. I think um, my act as Grant Perez, like who I am, kind of lends itself to not taking myself so seriously in a way, mm -hmm. like especially on stage, because um, in a way I do trust my my voice and my performance, and not so much my playing ability. I'm kind of kind of I'm okay at guitar. I'm okay at guitar, but. Um, yeah, I'd say that my performance really lends itself to not taking itself so seriously. So even if there's a few mistakes and stuff, I know that it'll translate into the audience and they'll think it's like entertaining and funny and I'll, and I'll play off that in a way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you've got a few new, you've put out already, what, three songs this year thus far? 
Yeah, so there there is three songs, um, part of a whole which will be coming out soon. It'll be an EP releasing rather soon, uh, rather soon. That's exciting. So when did you start working on the EP? Because the first the the first one you put out was old with you, right? Yeah, that was okay. old with you, um, which feels like quite a while ago now. I, I feel like I have to remind myself that that song came out this year. Um, I started working. <laughs> yeah, I started working on the EP. Um, I'd say well within the last two years, uh, majority last year. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was just during a time when coming out of uh, lockdown and stuff, every, I feel like everybody was just reflecting. Um, mm -hmm. And I felt like, yeah, I was just reflecting on who I was um, as a kid, like that I'm never going to get those times again, especially leaving... Uh, to go to, you know, Europe and America and stuff, it must feel so weird for my parents to watch me, like, leave the house and watch me grow up. Um, and I guess there was, a, there was a, a need for me to just extend back to my childhood, like, my childlike behaviors and my, my roots and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so this EP is going to be called uh, When We Were Younger. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of cute. There's six songs in there. I kind of wish there was more songs, but maybe there'll be a part two in the future. Who knows? I love that. With even oh, real quick on that topic, you kind of just brought up with leaving your family, and um, I mean, when you finish high school and and go to, to university, was this something that your parents were supportive of? Like, you know, you're you're going into an industry that's really not, you know. I didn't you, a nine to five get you know work yeah. for this corporation and blah 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 blah. It's like anything in the kind of creative realm is very subject you know it's subjective to yeah. what people think. And was that something that your family was on board with? Were they cool with the fact that you wanted to pursue music? Um, it, it was a mix of both because so I finished high school, moved into university, and for uni I was taking up design like industrial design. It was like mm -hmm. product design, designing shit and whatnot. Um, and I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Uh, but at the same time, YouTube was going well. And I think my parents were seeing that I was able to make like money off YouTube and stuff. I think so long as they knew I wasn't like wasting my time and I'm actually pursuing something, they were happy. But You're okay. Um, so I was in uni for like three weeks. So I, I just looked at it. I dropped out after three weeks because my teacher told me like I was like the weakest link in my group project. So I was like, screw this. <laughs> like, I was like, screw this. I'm out of here. I'm gonna do music and stuff. And my parents were like, um, whoa. I was like, are you sure? Like, I, do you don't want to at least like try being a nurse or something? Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. The bloody, I, I'm sure that I'm sure that your your wife would have like some sort of like philo stigma with that as well. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, and my my wife's parents or my yeah. So my my mother in law and she has there was like 14 people or 14 siblings in her family <laughs> and a lot of, yeah a lot of them lived in San Diego and there's a lot of people in the medical field and and uh, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also uh, the military was another big one. Yeah, yeah. Such a strange combo. Like, it's really to serve, which is yeah. really awesome. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool dynamic to have. Like, it's a nice mentality to have as, like, Filipinos. 100%. Yeah. Um, so they did ask if, like, I was sure. And I told them, like, just give me, like, two years. Like, I'll go back into uni after two years if I don't go anywhere. Um, and it's still, you know, it's, it's, it's coming up to that two-year mark now um and i'd say that we're doing relatively well 
<laughs> I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I don't think you have to, to go to nursing school anytime soon. No, I, I would love to go. I would love to complete a degree later, like far in the future. Yeah. Um, that'd be fun. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Once you got just kind of as a hobby, like, oh, I, yeah, just to do it type thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, well, okay. So when you start working on the EP, was there like, did you know it was going to become like a project? Was there like a through line to all the songs or, I mean, cause you were talking about earlier how your, your songs don't kind of sit in one genre. Like, but when it came to putting a project together, was that something that you had in mind or was it like, Oh, I just like these, these yeah. songs and they're going to go this way. I'd say as soon as um, the rules were, you know, lifted in Australia and I could start like writing music with other people again, or like even just being in the same room as people. Um, I, I, I think that, that that concept of growing up came into fruition with uh, these two dudes that I worked with, um, Lola and Luke. We, we kind of like were in the studio just like recording and we're like, screw this, let's let's go like get a coffee and sit in the park or something. And we sat for four hours in the park. Um, and I had a ball with me and we played with a ball and stuff. And um I think yeah, being in the grass, like sitting in the grass next to like a a, a primary school, uh, an elementary school, sorry, um, mm -hmm. just really made me get into the feeling of, you know, when we were younger. And so we wrote that song when we were younger, and it had that bus and over feel. Um and sorry, I kind of, I kind of strayed away. What was the question? <laughs> oh, no, you were answering. It was just like, it, was there kind of a through line to the project? In, in, or was it like, you know, when you, with an EP or an album, there's sometimes like, like a uniform kind of like through line to all the songs that make it, okay, these yeah. are all kind of cohesive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there is definitely a cohesive story. Um, in the way that the uh, EP will be ordered, there is a story there within itself. It'll have its like um, high moments and a drop off and then, you know, another high moment and then it'll finish. Um, and yeah, I guess it kind of just explores this whole narrative of, of, of nostalgia, whether it be through childhood, uh, like friends, heartbreaks, um, growing older with someone. So it kind of looks into the future as well. Um, and even just like family and stuff too. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you also make like some, cool little you know these videos that go along with the songs as well yes i'm really really proud of that uh for this one there will be visualizers or as i call them mini music videos on youtube and uh a handful of those like majority of those were actually shot by me and it was the first time i was actually behind the camera and stuff so it felt really really cool to kind of um man the camera in that in that in that aspect uh, and it was cool. I edited it and stuff and then color graded. And then the other ones were shot with my mates, pretty boy from, uh, Sydney. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, like it's, it, and it kind of goes through that same idea, right? Of childhood. I mean, you're the, there's a box of toys and you get the, yeah. the, the, the G little army guys or the dog. Yeah. Cause the, the one that you just put out, like, was that like, tell me about the concept behind that. And was it just something that you find this box of your old stuff and you're like, Oh, it'd be cool to kind of film this. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I think I, I got, uh, so that, that dog toy I had when I was like six years old. So I've had that one for quite a long time, but the other ones, I knew that I wanted this, you know, this EP to be about like childhood and stuff, obviously. So mm -hmm. I, I went out and bought toys that I felt kind of resembled that the, um, 
in the future ones, there'll be six dinosaurs as part of the visualizer. And the six dinosaurs represents my, uh, my mates from, from Australia as well called six stack, which is like, it came from like a game, uh, that we used to play and we used to like all join up and stuff. So that kind of correlates to them. So there are little, like little Easter eggs that I, that I know within myself type of thing. Yeah. That's cool. So you already have the ideas done for the whole EP and the videos and everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and there'll be a few music videos coming out uh, very soon as well. So we'll see. That are so different than the, the visualizers? Yes, yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. And were those concepts just totally different than this? The, you know, you have these little mini videos that you've made that are going to kind of go along and tell this one story, but the music videos are what? They're all kind of independent or they will be or... Like, yeah, I'd say that they kind of run independent. It kind of um, kind of looks at a bigger picture. I guess it's like outside of the world of me and just into like the general public, which makes it more like accessible and whatnot. Um, so there'll be a music video for When the Day is Done, which is the song that just dropped uh, mm -hmm. ahead of this week. Um, and it kind of relates in a way to my dad, because my dad loves that song so much, that whole disco thing. Um, so that music video kind of takes place with someone acting as my parents in a way. And my dad's like just dancing through the whole song. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a little, that's a little hint to that coming out soon. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for, for doing this grant. I appreciate your time today. Oh, of course. I hope you enjoyed the uh, answers and stuff. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Your story's awesome, man. It's so cool. Just, you know, everything you're doing. I love the little scavenger hunt with your art. And I also saw another thing about you. You brought a little pet rock around with you and gave it to a fan. <laughs> just yeah. like, I mean, yeah, just yeah, yeah. those cool little things that you do, not only for just for your fan base and, and the people that support you. I think that's a rad concept. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, I really do want to just like give back. Sometimes I um, I feel like I hold off, but I do really, really want to make sure they know that I appreciate them. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, I have one more quick, <laughs> quick, 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 yeah. quick, quick question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, I'd say from the get go, stay relatively experimental. You know, don't just stick down to one sound. Experiment with what sounds nice with your voice, not just what sounds nice in general. You know, make it really tailor, make it for you. Um, and I'd say, yeah, those, those two things are what's really, really important.